This is Austin Michaels. And um, last season, we were doing commentaries on Matthew. And I still in, intend to keep going through the commentary uh, of Matthew. Keep going through the book of Matthew. However, I decided to do one episode, one season, excuse me, <clears throat> um, look into Salvation's Armies theological position on the Lord's Supper and baptism. And um, because I think uh, we need to expose wrong teachings. The goal of this is not to nitpick um, all true Christians that truly follow the Bible and follow the scriptures and follow uh, the Lord's life. In other words, uh, th those theology and how they live their life, godly, Christ-like. That's the important part. There are secondary issues um, in Christians, and I'm not here to necessarily um, nitpick as secondary issues. However, the paper that I am doing this evaluation on, analysis on, is called The Sacraments, A Salvationist Position by Commissioner Robert E. Thomas. Um, and that's uh, and the Salvation Army endorses this and uses this. It has Salvation Army's uh, logo on it. All right. And so today is going to be season six, the first introduction into uh, Robert Thomas's paper. And um. And so, I'm going to read, um, I'm going to uh, look into the introduction and I'll give you an idea of what Robert E. Thomas is going to do in this paper. Basically, he finds biblical grounds to completely not practice baptism and the Lord's Supper. His main argument is going to be on theological, though he has other arguments too. And so, this is not nitpicking, this when you completely do away with sacraments in your worship, in your denomination, the baptism, the Lord's Supper, which are clearly stated in Scripture, that there's a major problem here. It's not that we're disagreeing on whether you should dunk someone, sprinkle someone. It, it's more than that. It's completely doing away with these rituals. And so that's why I think this is important. Plus, Salvation Army, if you know, um, has gone quite liberal. And so it doesn't surprise me that when they can't even find a basic um, understanding of scripture on the baptism and Lord's Supper, I was tell I've told more probably at least one person, more than one person, that when you see uh, denominations or Salvation Army or people like that going off on issues that should be very clearly stated in the Bible, and it is, don't be surprised when they can't figure out also whether they go with homosexuality or marriage. What one man sh and a woman should be married, stuff like that. 
Um, I mean, it just it doesn't surprise me that you you so twist the scriptures. You think the scriptures don't teach baptism in the Lord's Supper is clearly commanded. So therefore, I tell people that type of denomination, watch out. They're gonna not be able to figure out that a man and woman get married. You know, stuff like that. So I feel like this is important because I've done commentaries to the Bible, but I don't want to leave out the social issues that today we face. I think as as a Christian, we need to talk about what's happening today, but also we need to just know our Bibles too. So. After this, I'll probably go back to Comptary Matthew, and then I might do another season later on on another problem we face today in America so that it's relevant. Scriptures are always relevant, but it's nice to actually point out specific things today. With all that being said, um, let me uh, read to you the introduction. Now, this is a... Um, um, uh, let me start in the first paragraph on page two. Robert E. Thomas writes, Unlike most branches of the Christian church, the Salvation Army does not observe the sacraments in this worship and witness. However, salvationists are not opposed to their observance by other members of the community of faith. Salvationists understand that many believers find help, strength, and support through the sacraments. Salvationists do not want to deny other believers of anything that helps and strengthens them in their Christian life and faith. Salvationists, however, have chosen to not utilize the sacraments as part of worship. To put the matter second, secondly, the Salvation Army is not anti-sacramental, but non-sacramental. Now, I'm going to stop there for a second. We'll keep reading, but just to explain... Um, they agree that most denominations observe the sacraments, and specifically baptism and the Lord's Supper is the two they're going to um, talk about. And they agree, they, they admit that they don't observe it, like most Christian denominations. They say they're not opposed to observance. They do realize people do find help in them, so they're not anti-sacramental, but they just, they're non-sacramental. In other words, they don't Think you should practice them, but they're, they're gonna admit that some people do find help in that. So they don't wanna stop you from doing it, but they themselves don't think it's commanded directly. Is the best argument to put. All right, I'm gonna keep reading on. Salvationists, salvationists believe that the sacraments or any other physical act can be valuable only so long as their users do not rely on the, on the observance of the ceremonies rather than on the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives for reasons that will explored, will be explored in this article. The Salvation Army has opted not to use water baptism and, and the Lord's Supper in worship. This choice is based primarily on two principles, the Army's understanding of Scripture and a recognition that the sacraments have often been accepted as a substitute for the work of God in the life of an individual. Now, um, so they come out and say um, sacraments are only available as long as you do them with the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, we're going to talk, I'm about to talk to that point a little bit later on. All right, so just keep that in mind. They're saying that the, in and of itself, if you don't do it, um, 
it's valuable as long as you don't substitute that ritual with the work of Holy Spirit. Right, and we're going to talk about that. Um, the other basic two, they say this, this is the two main reasons not to observe the two sacraments. Their understanding of scripture, that's actually the main one. That's the biggest and most, that's going to be the main arguments through the whole um, paper article, right? The, their understanding of scripture, right? They don't have the understanding of the Holy Spirit enlightening them. You'll see that. You're going to be confused. Today's society, to make a side note, it's, it's hard to know whether there are people in these upper big organizations that are purposely twisting scripture, knowing that it's very clear, or whether they really are that deceived. It's hard to tell sometimes. Some of them are very purposely doing it because they just, they don't, they want to destroy Christianity. I'm not saying Robert E. Thomas, I don't know him, I have not looked up enough information about him. So he may just be honestly deceived, but it's just two side note. It's hard to tell sometimes. Sometimes there are people just purposely trying to destroy Christianity. Um, the second reason is because uh, why we shouldn't observe sacraments or why they don't is because people have often substituted a sacrament for work of God in the life of an individual. Now I'll get to that point. I'm going to hit the second point today because the first point is going to take a lot more time. So I'm just going to hit the second point about substitution part. Many Christian faith traditions consider the sacraments as a means of grace. And I'm now reading from the paper. Grace simply defined is the unearned and unmerited favor that God bestows on mankind. Therefore, the sacraments are understood by these traditions as instruments or methods that God uses to impart forgiveness, blessing, and growth in the spiritual life of the believer. Salvationists believe that the sacraments can be a channel but not a source. Of divine grace. There are church traditions that take an opposing view, believing that sacraments in and of themselves are a source of grace. End quote. So that last statement, um, the means of grace, um, that's true to some extent. Um, that God uses means of grace. Uh, I think Protestants do believe that. Um, and he de he does um, define grace. I think it's a good definition. His definition of grace is unearned and unmerited favor that God bestows on mankind. I think that's a good definition. I'm not going to argue with that one. Um, now, this is an interesting statement, which I, I might look into. But it says that some church traditions that take imposing view believe that the sacraments in and of themselves are a source of grace. I don't think that's true of any mainline denominations or even Roman Catholics or even Eastern Orthodox. Now, you may say the Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholics are corrupt. Yes, they are. Um, but I think all the Church Fathers' traditions and what the Catholics base their teachings on is that the Holy Spirit is the one that's a source of grace in the, in the baptism, in the Lord's Supper. And they do have a heretical view of these two sacraments. Because they get so close to making them part of salvation. But they in themselves, when we read them closely, um, we'll admit that it is the Holy Spirit and the work of God that actually gives the grace. Um, and that there's no grace in the water itself. They might claim the Holy Spirit is within that bread and wine, like some argued. 
But to say just in and of itself, baptism and the Lord's Supper is just the mean, a source of grace, even Catholics would say, well, not technically is the Holy Spirit working through baptism or through the ritual or through the bread and wine. Uh, they would never separate from the Holy Spirit that distinctly. Now, maybe there are some people somewhere that said that, but that's not really mainline traditions. Now, again, Roman Catholics and Greek Orthodox do believe that Baptist, literal water baptism does play a role in salvation. Um, and so I'm not saying that they are right in the view, but the, I, I would not be, I'd be surprised to hear a Roman Catholic say that it's just a source of grace of itself. No, they would say the Holy Spirit would have to be in it because they would say, a Roman Catholic would say, if a cult or Eastern Orthodox would say, if a cult baptizes you, there's no, that's not a real, you know, a baptism, that would not count because only the Roman Catholic Church would have, have the Holy Spirit authority to baptize you and make that true baptism. In other words, they understand that, that there's no Holy Spirit in a, in a cult baptism. Um, in other words, they would believe that, that water by itself, obviously it's not a source of grace. It's through the Roman Catholic Church, through the Holy Spirit, somehow uniting that water, maybe, or, or spiritual water. And just to make the point, just to say that, that in and of themselves, some traditions say it's a source of grace. Maybe some church traditions do, but I don't think any major ones would. Even even Roman Catholics would would say you no know, that there's a Holy Spirit source somehow in that water. All right, we'll keep moving on. So in summary, Salvation Army does not, and that's the end of that introduction. Salvation Army does not observe sacraments in its worship and witness. Right, they completely done away with that in their worship and witness. Salvation Army is not anti-sacramental but non-sacramental. Sacraments can be available as long as a person relies on work of the Holy Spirit and not in the sacrament. Two reasons why Salvation Army does not use baptism or, Lord, or the Lord's Supper is because their understanding of scriptures and because sacraments have often been used as substitutes for work of God in the life of a believer. Salvation Army believes sacraments can be a channel but not a means of grace. Um... So here's my uh, note on the third point, which is sacraments are available, all available as long as the person lies in the work of the Holy Spirit and not in the sacrament. Now, I want to say to start with, I agree with that statement. A ritual in and of itself without leading the Holy Spirit, uh, there's, I don't think there'd be any value to that. Um, any work I do in my own strength, not dependent on God's strength in me, is self-dependency, not God's dependency. In other words, I can, you know, John 15, 5, in the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 5, Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. And we can do many things as Christians without, without Jesus, but we can't have any true spiritual life apart from Jesus Christ. That's what he's saying. In other words, anything we do in our own strength, any ritual we follow, whether it's preaching, teaching, studying scripture, witnessing, leading a prayer meeting, 
baptism or Lord's Supper. Apart from Jesus Christ's inner strength, there is no spiritual value in these religious activities. You can do religious activities without Jesus Christ. But apart from Jesus Christ, there's, you can do nothing spiritual. And that's what that verse means. Alright, so I agree. However, who would actually base the logic that we should not preach or teach or witness or study or teach or lead a prayer meeting or baptize? Who would argue that we shouldn't do those things because people can do those things apart from Jesus Christ, apart from the Holy Spirit, work of the Holy Spirit? Because people can do those things, that doesn't mean we should completely throw away them. You can do these things and strengthen the Holy Spirit. They're not contradictory. They're actually in unison when done right. In fact, we're commanded in Scripture to do these things. And because someone could do it without Jesus Christ, doesn't um, make null and void that we should stop doing them because some people do misuse them. So to actually make the argument, one of the arguments from um, Salvation Army's position that because people substitute these, the rituals for the work of the Holy Spirit, therefore we don't practice them, is stupid. Should I not read my Bible because I could and people do misunderstand the Bible and misuse it? Should I stop preaching because people misuse preaching? Should I stop teaching? Should I stop witnessing? Well, people have misused that in church history. Therefore, I'm going to stop preaching and witnessing. Okay, you're now going to say, I'm going to disobey the portion of scriptures because people misused it. Okay, that's that argument is completely dead. I think that's a bad, it's a bad argument. So, I just wanted to point that out. Now, um... Salvation Army's main reasons are actually not the reason I gave. Now, they do point that out and point out the fallacy of that reason. But their main reasons are actually theological. They actually will tell you, and I will read. They'll go through a lot of scriptures to prove that, that baptism and the Lord's Supper was never actually directly commanded in the scriptures. Um, so that's actually the main arguments in the next lessons. So... Um, but just to point out that first argument that I pointed out is that uh, no, just because people misuse it, of course, is a null and void argument that is completely illogical. Um, but they have done away with them. But their main reasons will be theological. So I, I will point that out. Um, and just to uh, say one more time, that a leading of the Holy Spirit and biblical rituals are never contrary. God tells us to do these biblical rituals. And, and they can be worked in union uh, with each other. The Holy Spirit that commands us to be baptized will honor that. There's no contradictions. No reason why I can't do both. There's no reason why I can't have the Lord's Supper and the Holy Spirit. Now. The second point, which I'm going to get to later, is which Robert's first point, his main point is that the position that Scripture never gave any direct commands to use the sacraments. That's his main position. 
Okay, there's no scriptures that give direct commands that we should baptize and do the Lord's Supper. And I quote, page four, the fundamental reason army leaders decided to dispense with the sacraments was theological. Through prayer, much debate, and studying scriptures, they found no direct commands to use them. Right, so, so um, that is the introduction of where the paper is going to be headed. Um, that, and I'll give you a brief summary of the paper, and then we'll go into details of it in the next um, episodes. Um, he's going to give a brief history of the church's view on sacraments, Catholics, um, Eastern Orthodox, and Protestants. Um, and he's going to actually give a history of Williams Booth's um, decision of why he dispensed the sacraments. He's going to actually say that Quakers were uh, a big influence on him. So I think there's going to be some um, variable information there. Um, of the actual historical reasons why Salvation Army has not used, um, done away with these sacraments. On page 5, he's going to get into baptism and the actual scriptures behind why he thinks scripture never teaches it. Um, page 6, page 7, same thing, baptism. Page 8, he concludes on page 8. Uh, that baptism, there's no actual scriptural command to use baptism. Right? Starting on page 8, he's going to get into the Lord's Supper. He's going to quote scriptures on page 8, page 9, page 10, and tell us that the Lord's Supper also, there's no direct command to use them um, in the scriptures. And so they've done away with using them because there's no command to use the Lord's Supper in um in church according to them and then he's gonna give a summary and kind of um give some points to finalize the summary again remembering why they don't use sacraments again he will say at the end he's not anti-sacramental he's just non-sacramental in other words they don't i guess there's no direct command of scripture to use them However, he says that doesn't mean you can't use them. We just chose not to. That's kind of their argument. And so that's going to be um, the uh, next few episodes. I don't know how long it will take, but I want to do a good job of thoroughly explaining um, Salvation Army's view on these two rituals. And we'll get into the weeds and into more exact knowledge as we keep going. May God bless you. May God help me to clearly give you a, a teaching on this. And may God uh, help all our minds to be enlightened to know the false teachings in today's world. God bless you.